Welcome to the Vacation Home Help Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping vacation rental owners self-manage their properties. Your hosts deliver short and sweet episodes with actionable advice, tips, and strategies to level up your hosting skills. Whether you are a complete beginner or have been in the vacation home rental business for a while, you are in the right place to get the tools you need to succeed. Here are your hosts, John Candelario and Tim Casey. Good morning, everybody. Today, Tim and I are going to talk about just how much do fees impact prices on Airbnb? Because guests often wonder why the price at checkout is so high compared to the search results. And adding fees throughout the checkout, it's known as what's called drip pricing. And we in the travel industry, we're the worst offenders of all. It's similar to how airlines add luggage fees. We add the clean fees, the pool heat fees, the linen fees, service fees, and more, right? So Tim, what do you think about like how the industry does drip pricing and its impact on guests when they're looking for a place to book? Well, it's been happening with hotels for a long, long time. We're all used to seeing that nightly rate on a hotel website only to get to checkout to find out they've added all of their their fees and taxes. And you know, the, the nicer the hotel, the higher those fees are. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I certainly hear this from guests all the time is like, Hey, your nightly rate is this, but you know, once I got to the checkout, I found out it was a whole lot higher. What's up with that? And you go through the explanation. Well, first and foremost, you have taxes. We're always going to have to pay taxes. You know, secondly, you know, we break out our cleaning fee separately, um, just for transparency for our guests. So you're always going to see that fee. But then they've also got the platform fee. And that's been the hardest one to explain to a potential guest is why is Airbnb and VRBO charging me on top of those other fees? John, that's been my experience. What's what's your insight here? I think the service fee is the hardest one to explain um, because they're just wondering, you know, why do I have to pay any fees for this at all? Like it's a website. But I mean, Airbnb has their own fees to run their business. And I, I like to explain it like, it's, it's a marketing fee and it's basically, this is a platform that you can book and you can feel safe. So, you know, when you book on Airbnb or Verbo, that if something were to go wrong, you know, you, you feel safe because they can always move you to another accommodation or it, it's for that. So I call it platform fee, right? So if they ask about it, you can say it's a platform fee. Um, it's something you don't have control over. Um, but what guests get turned off about is a nickel and diming um, because some hosts add linen fees too pool heat fees, all sorts of fees. And while it's okay to add those fees because that's your cost of doing business, you have to think in the mind of a, a guest. And the guest, I mean, they would just like you to give them the price. The price is a price. It's it's a thousand dollars, it's a thousand dollars. But that's not how the platform entices people to book. Like it, it looks attractive that it's cheaper. It it's that's just the truth. It just looks attractive and cheaper than a hotel when you show the nightly rate first. But Airbnb also shows the total price to the right of the nightly rate. It just doesn't let you sort the results by the total price, right? So that's why guests get shocked. They get sticker shock when they see the final price. Yeah, you have a great point, John. As you know, I went through this at the very beginning. Um, I got a lot of pushback on charging a fee for pool heat. And finally, I just kind of paused and stepped back. And the reality was my utility costs weren't going up that much because of the pool heat. You know, in central Florida, you really only need the pool heat during the cooler winter months. Otherwise, the pool heat's never on. So I just decided to 
include at no extra charge the pool and spa heat. And the reality is my utility costs aren't that much higher when I provide it. But uh, that was a nickel and dime that went a long way of getting rid of. And then it's, uh, you know, the cleaning fee. I, I try to tack on a little bit to what I'm paying for cleaning. And I do that because, you know, three times a year I do deep cleanings and that little extra I charge per cleaning, I set aside for the deep cleanings to make sure all of my guests have a good stay. So I agree. The nickel and diming is is really kind of what adds salt to the wound for the uh, the guests. And I think if we can avoid those, we we absolutely should. Not everybody can, but if you can, I think it's a good way to take better care of your guest. Absolutely. And I want to piggyback on that, Tim. It's like completely okay to charge a cleaning fee. Everyone charges an itemized clean fee. But if you're charging a significant clean fee because your place is big or you're charging it to get your place turned over, you can't ask the guest to do too much cleaning upon checkout. Because it's like, I mean, if, if they're paying like a three dollars $400 cleaning fee for what's a large house in Florida, like you shouldn't really ask them to do a lot of cleaning <laughs> because they shouldn't be a slob, you know, but at the same time, like they're paying a clean fee. So you want to be a little bit careful with your checkout procedure and ask for, you know, what's acceptable to ask. And we talked about that in a previous episode, which I'll link in the show notes, but you don't want to ask for too much if you're charging an itemized clean fee. Um, you just want to ask for, you know, people to be respectful. Um, and I do want to give a shout out to Nerd Wallet, their blog, because I'm I'm pulling this data from their blog. They analyzed over 1,000 bookings across major U.S. cities, and we thought it would be great to share some of these insights with you. Um, so on most bookings, like uh, bookings of seven days or less, the total base price, the nightly rate, made up 68%, close to 70% of the total amount. The cleaning fee was about 16%. The service fee about eleven percent and just about five percent tax. Now these are averages, so when you hear these percentages, they might be wildly different from your own. But these are averages. Um, and baked-in fees for hotels average only four to five percent of the total cost. So Airbnb is dramatically more expensive when it comes to the fees. Um, and that's why a lot of like trending news is is guests complaining about fees. So what we can do as host is be better at explaining why we have clean fees, why we have certain fees, but we also have to, um, as an industry, do a little bit better <laughs> of not like, you know, bait and switching people. I don't know if that's like the right term for it, but we are as a, as a, as an industry getting more like expensive with fees. So what are your thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, you know, John, the the number you provided is an interesting one. If you know, seventy percent of the total price paid is the nightly uh, rate. Think about it in terms of how the guest views that. You know, they think that they're they're going to get to the checkout, and that nightly rate is what they're going to pay, only to find out it's thirty percent higher than what they anticipated. That can be a real sticker shock, and and I do think being able to explain this to a guest is appropriate, you know, certainly taxes and there's a cleaning fee and then the platform fee, Airbnb, VRBO and so forth. You know, I think of that in terms of they're the ones that helped you find this home. So they do charge a fee for that. It doesn't make it any easier, but it's those fees on top of that. And John, we talked about it, but I'm being redundant now, the pool fees and whatever else you may charge for. Those are the, uh, it's really the salt that adds um, 
to the wound. So be careful of those. And, you know, you might also consider, and John, you're, you've got some real expertise here. You might also consider developing your own direct website. And that way, repeat guests can come directly to you and um, you know get a better deal. John, how do you think about that direct website? I think the direct website's a big differentiator and it could help you win big by cutting service fees, but you have to remember that that's coupled with also using the platform. So we'll talk about this on a whole nother episode in detail, but um, having your own website, let's think of it in a, in a summarized way. You can put in your title like storybook vacation homes, nine bedroom by Disney, something like that. But you want to put like your brand in the headline of your Airbnb and Verbo title. Because smart lookers and bookers will look at that and look you up on Google, find your direct booking website, and they'll book with you directly to cut out the fees. And you can drive traffic from your previous guest um, to your direct booking website, cutting out the fees. So it makes it better for the guest. It makes it better for you because you're cutting out the middleman. Also, like if you even think of things like a security deposit, you could even collect one off platform if you're doing a direct booking, right? So there's significant benefits doing a direct booking website, but this is a way you can help the guests cope with all those fees, especially in an economic environment like this where people are more uh, penny-wise, right? Like this direct booking website can help you do that. Um, also, if you're doing your pricing, here's some tips. I would open up different tabs in your browser and then pull up your competition from the map on Airbnb. And then see, like, put dates, for example, September uh, 12th through September 18th, and have a tab for each of your competitors' property. Then you look at the, like, the breakdown of each of the fees and the total. And that way you can price your rental more competitively instead of just looking at the nightly rate by itself. Cause you could say, oh, he's 250, he's 270, he's 280 a night, she's 290, but you're not seeing the total and why the total is that way. So, you want to compare the cost upon checkout by doing different tabs in your browser and don't use the app. It gets glitchy. Use the desktop. And then you can use that to set your competitive pricing right. And you, it's a really helpful way to do research and analysis when you're setting your rates. Um, I'll include a little bit of that methodology in the show notes, but that's just a, a little bit of a professional advice that I would use to set my rates. Um, and I do want to note another cool statistic because Tim, you spoke to it that your energy bill, like when you include pool heat, it doesn't go that much higher. If guests stay longer, the prices, the fees drop a little bit. So if a guest stays like more than a week, say two weeks, it goes close to like the fees are only 20% of the total stay. And if they stay a month, usually they're not paying lodging tax over a certain number of days. So the longer people stay, the less fees they will pay. Um, how do you think about that, Tim? Yeah, I think that's right. And you know, I know how sensitive guests are to fees. So I'm always trying to uh, to think about that. And you know, I tried a few months back. I tried not charging a cleaning fee, and just you know, my my nightly rate would cover the cleaning. So when the you know guest went to check out, they saw zero cleaning fee, and I thought that was going to be an advantage. Come to find out. The guest didn't tr trust that the house was being cleaned if they weren't paying oh, wow. a fee. Yeah, so it kind of backfired on me. But you know, I say it backfired, but it gave me a real key insight as to how the guest thinks about it. And when they were paying nothing for cleaning, 
they were concerned that the house wasn't being clean. So that was good to know the kind of the psychology of, or some of the psychology of, of the guests. So uh, this is something that I think as owners, we've always got to be thinking of. We've always got to be putting ourselves in the shoes of the guest and how they're viewing that nightly rate and the fees and do our very best as owners to price competitively and fairly. You know, Tim, I, I want to piggyback on that experience you just shared because you did what's called like a marketing test, right? Like you tested something, you tested a hypothesis, you saw, you know, it didn't work for you and, and you adjusted, but this is all that doing hosting, you're going to constantly be testing what works for you and what works and what doesn't work, right? Like just because we mentioned an experience that works really well for us doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. So part of being a host, you're going to test many, many different things. You're going to find out some things that we say don't work. And some things work really well, right? So it's important just to not give up when you're testing things and just see what works, see what doesn't, write it down and adjust accordingly. And it will help you compete. Um, yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and, as you, and as you do these tests and learns, share them with us. We'd love to learn some of the tests that you've done, the, your successes or lack thereof. And then we can put together a podcast and share it with our community. So send those tests and learns, the results from those tests and learns to us. Love to hear about your experiences, and then we'll uh, we'll dedicate a podcast to it in the future and share the learnings with the rest. Absolutely. In the notes, we're going to include a way to contact us. If you have any questions that you might have about hosting, we'd love to talk about it. We'd love to answer it and dive deeper. So just check out the show notes. We'll have our contact info there. Um, and some of the references to the statistics we talked about today will also be in the show notes so you could dive a little bit deeper onto this topic. Um, Tim, do you have anything to add? Before nope. We I think we covered it well, cool. John. I think the show notes will give them a lot of uh, good information. Awesome. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Comment. Let us know what you like us talking about, what you didn't like. We, we want to hear it all. So thanks for listening and everyone take care. Have a good one. If you need a new Airbnb cleaning service, Vacation Home Help connects highly talented cleaning professionals with high-performing hosts like yourself. Use coupon code PODCAST for $50 off your first service. Need help getting your listing optimized and set up? Contact Tim and I. Our contact details will be in the show notes. Thanks for supporting us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Visit vacationhomehelp.com and click podcast for more resources on today's topic and more episodes that will help you level up your hosting skills. Let's get social. Connect with us today by joining our growing community of motivated owners at facebook.com slash groups slash vacation home help. As a member, you will have access to sneak peeks and exclusive free resources. You can also connect with other owners with shared interests, learn from each other, the community, and from shared experiences. Again, thank you for supporting us. Until next time, take care.